Welcome to the Next Brave Thing podcast. My name is Ella Hooper, and I believe that breakthrough is on the other side of bravery. This podcast features brave stories, emotional health, and creativity to inspire you to take your next brave step. George, I am so glad to have you back on my podcast because we had a number of people reach out to us and to quote one of your friends, I need some more information, please, on why you ended the friendship because some people think that we ended the friendship because you had an affair with our boss. That is not the reason. That's right. (laughs) And it's really interesting because I think that judging from afar, like often when we hear people go through something, we think just that way. It's But life is more nuanced than that. And Mm -hmm. when we go through drama, like it's way more nuanced. It's not quite it's not quite that simple. So yes. So yes, I'm excited to have you on. And first of all, it was very brave of you to put your story out there. How did you feel after it being released? Oh, well, it was, it was really interesting, actually. Um, It was uh, beautiful. I just couldn't get over the redemptive feeling that I got to release this with you. Yes. You know, just of all of my friendships and everything. Yes. I just it felt very rich and very yes. um, you know, I just felt um like wow, like what a beautiful full circle, you know. Yes. Um yeah, yeah. Yes. So yeah. And it's an honor because you're such a significant person in my life. And you are someone that feels like home to me. Like, you know, my family deeply, like, you know, you were at my 21st birthday, you move countries, then I move countries. We have a lot of beautiful history. Um, we've had a big falling out. We've both seen each other really triggered. Yeah. <laughs> a, at our worst. <laughs> at our worst. <laughs> yes. What a gift to really kind of um, go on our own individual healing journeys to find a way back to being friends, which is really awesome. Um, But if you want to like kick off, um, so we mentioned, and guys, you can go back and listen to the episode. It's the second most downloaded podcast that I have. Like there's so many people have listened to it because it's a juicy story, Um, but everyone can go back and listen to that episode to get context for today. But um, we ended our friendship at North Road in Brighton. And maybe if you want to give our listeners who are maybe catching up a bit of a cliff notes summary of what had just happened. Yeah. So, so we had been working together before we were working together. I had an affair with our boss. Yes. And, um, and then we started working together. We had the great idea to move in together. So yeah. we <laughs> work Ella and Georgia and home Ella and Georgia. And it was, you know, a complicated situation. And when I decided to leave, um, as I kind of, you know, went on my health journey and got healthier, I just realised how toxic that work environment was for me mm-hmm. and that actually getting healthy and giving myself a chance at a new life looks like moving out of there 
Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, you know, I went on that process with you and came to the decision of like, I'm going to leave work, which yeah. um, really blew everything up. So what happened for you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, there. well, first of all, I think, I think what's important is to kind of know what our dynamic was at that age. I have just turned 21 and you would have been about 24, 25. Yeah, 24, I think. Yeah. So, um, and I think when you're in those early 20s years, um, they're really kind of key growing up years. And so, but you are someone that I so looked up to, so inspired by, And in that, like you were the one who got me the job and you already had all of this real estate experience. So um, yeah, like that was very much, and you were like the first friend, like I've had lots of, and I still to this day have beautiful, beautiful friendships and, but you were the friend that was like the most kind of visionary. And I think having just trained to be an actor, I just always had big dreams and and it was fun to meet a best friend that had similar vision and passion for life. And so um, that's why I think we really, that's where my connection and then also like kind of a big sister kind of vibe of like, oh, I look up to you because wow, you, you're really good at your career and I want to be good at my career. And, and so, yeah, I think it's important to kind of weigh in that dynamic, but I'm curious just to speak to the dynamic, like what, what was it like for you? Yeah. Well, I mean, absolutely. Like I've been, I think I've been in real estate for like five years or six years, something like that when you were coming in as a cadet yeah. And you know, kind of a trainee sort of vibe. And um, and I think that throughout our friendship, I was very aware that there was a power dynamic mm-hmm. yeah. between us. Yeah. And that was always something that I was trying to, I guess, sort of compensate for by, yeah. you know, always bringing you into conversation at the same yes. level, always trying to, you know, like, include you or like you know yes. I don't know just just always trying to to you know yeah that's right yeah and uh yeah so I think that was something that I was definitely aware of yes. throughout our friendship but I don't think I wasn't aware of how negatively like that impacted you yeah and I think I wasn't aware either because I think when you're in a friendship dynamic you are just thinking about like how you love that person <laughs> like you're not yeah, thinking- that's right. and you're having fun and like it's busy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like we were so full of purpose and having fun like yeah so I wasn't thinking through like even that moment where I kind of had this thought go through my mind I think they're having an affair like to me, it was like all part of like this wild adventure I'm on, <laughs> you know? like going, you know, like I would drive to work over an hour and a half some days, like one way there, you know, like before we moved in together. So I think, but looking back, like, and I think this is important to know what our dynamic was because 
um, this is a key component that tied into me sort of going, hey, this friendship, I can't do this anymore. Mm. And because I didn't know, like I was still a young woman, like I didn't have um, a good sense of who I was. And you had more of a sense of who you were in some ways, would you say? Yeah. 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 So I guess like in coming into that situation, because you and I were like joined at the hip, a lot of Mm -hmm. people would say, oh, Georgia, where's your sidekick? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And And so I could feel this thing of like being in your shadow because you are a very bright person and um and it's interesting because I never felt this thing of jealousy that shows up of like George is getting more opportunities than me it wasn't necessarily like that kind of a thing but it was more like you're more confident oh I don't know how to take up space like you do like I just I don't know how to do that yeah does that make sense yeah and I think my part for you in our friendship was like I wanted to create space for you yes like you know come on and which I felt that like which yeah 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 like I feel championed I feel you made me feel seen like you and you would do that like you would like you're you're so amazing and call out the gold of who I was, you know. Yeah, and and like really encouraging you to pursue your dream to move yeah. to New York, move to America, yes. like all the things you yeah. want to do. Um, but I think that like what you just said before, the narrative around us was so yeah. constant, so thick, you know, like that you are the sidekick yes. to whatever, and yeah. yeah. And so I think it's important for listeners to know it wasn't something that you did to me. It was how I showed up in the dynamic. So I think sometimes um, when there is a jealousy dynamic in friendships, we think it's the brighter person's fault that we're not shining, but it's actually our own job. Wow. So like everything, you were actually probably overcompensating for me if we're, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, like, you showed up as um, such a, a, like, a hope bringer, like, visionary, go-getter. You embodied all the things, like, I wanted to embody. And so that was, like, my connection to you. But it sounds like on your connection to me was probably different. But I think from going by the last episode, would you say it's more because of safety of connection yeah Yeah, I mean it was just the most it was the most extraordinary friendship for me like you know because you knew all of my stuff that no one else in the world knew at that point yeah um and you still saw me you didn't judge me you know so there was a real stability and you and as I said in the last episode you were the first person I'd ever trusted um Mm -hmm. since my husband um, which is yes, another backstory. Yeah. But um, yeah, and so for me, like, um, like our friendship was definitely like a source of stability, and yeah. um, really kind of it, it made me believe in friendship again. It made me believe in people again. Yes, um, you know, like it was a real restoration, 
And and it it made me believe in people so much that even when we broke up, our friendship mm-hmm. ended, I still believed in people. Yeah. You know? How did that, because I imagine that's like deeply painful for me to hold all your secrets like that. I can imagine when you're holding a secret, like you're so afraid of rejection because of it. And then I did the thing that maybe you were afraid of. So tell me a bit about that. Yeah, well, it was just the most actually like amazing experience because the thing is, is when you face your fear, yeah. like you find out that there's life on the other side of it. Yes. And and I, you know, I think that when you have this big fear, I think that it feels like there's just death and hopeless on the other side of it. Right. Um, and I think that through our friendship breaking up, I was able to face my, because you, you brought, like, brought me into this place of love and acceptance and um. Mm-hmm. And fun, you know, all yeah. the best things. Yeah. And then and then did the very thing I was most afraid of. And then on the other side of that, I was like, I'm still here. Yes. And, you know, and and I can love again. I can trust again. Wow. Um, and also, like, I knew that you had to do this next step on your own. Like, I knew that, that you couldn't grow with me. Like, I just knew that. Yeah. And I think... Um, this is super important in betrayal because essentially this is, a I betrayed you. So I think when this happens, we cut short our breakthrough by staying in the villain land. And what I love from what you've just said, like you could have villainized me and be like, she rejected me. She's the, like, I told her all my secrets and then she leaves me. And you could have stayed in that place and have a right to stay there. But what I love in your maturity is you were able to go, but she really hurt me, but she also gave me the gift of being to voice, be able to voice my pain or shame or like something that, you know, I never could. She gave me, you were able to kind of sort through these were the good parts of the friendship and this was like the painful parts. So Absolutely. tell me how you did that. That's very mature. How did I do that? That's a good question. Um, I think just like really I remember just so many nights instead of driving home from work, I would drive to the end of North Road. <laughs> North Road yeah. is such a like. Iconic spot. Iconic spot for us. <laughs> and um, and I would just drive in there and just watch the sea mm. and just cry and just feel the pain. Yeah. And for me, that was something that I had to learn how to do because my natural, we were talking about attachment styles before we got on here, yeah. um, you know, my natural when I'm not in a good place is to avoid, yeah. avoid pain, avoid the person, avoid mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And, you know, just sitting with it and journaling it out and going, okay, how do I feel? Um, what's extraordinary is I actually didn't have anyone to talk to. I didn't have, you know, yeah, um, yeah I didn't have a, a counsellor, therapist or any other friend to process. You know, I was I was very much processing this on my own. Yeah. Um, but, but the quest of my life was to find truth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't 
throw out that whole experience with Ella and say that wasn't true, that wasn't real. Right. That was, you know, because yeah. it was. It was it real. Was true. It yeah. was real, but it yeah. was also not healthy. And it was also, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that I realized like there was just this thing of, I, I just, yeah, for us to, for us to both grow, we couldn't yeah. keep going on together. And I could see that. Yeah. And that takes a lot of courage to see that because I think it's safer to be in the good guy, bad guy, villain space. Absolutely. And like, you know, yeah. And so to come back to the timeline, I think, and this is something I also have had to keep working on is learning how to not get past a window of tolerance with with people or window of capacity so what we were in is more of a codependent dynamic and your experience was different being the role that you were in and my experience was different being like the sidekick and Mm -hmm. even like we would joke about this because we would go to a property to do an appraisal and we would sound like each other and It we was we only actually did that once, remember? And we yes. walked out of it and I was like, I cannot take you to another property with yeah. <laughs> Like, we, it does not work. We literally would, the way that we related to people was so copied mm-hmm. and... It would have been like, you know, how little, I just imagine little Ella, 21-year-old Ella, like looking up to 24-year-old Georgia and being like, this is how you sound like a person like you know very subconsciously I would not have like if you had have said to me you're copying Georgia I would have been like no I'm not like no I would not have thought that I was but anyway all that to say like I could feel myself well in the position so you left which was a powerful moment like it felt very and it was a toxic environment but it was my first actual work environment so I didn't know what a toxic environment was and can we just stop there for a minute yeah because I didn't know what a toxic environment was either I mean I thought a toxic environment was like someone yelling at you and being mean and you know all that kind of stuff and and I mean our boss, we loved him. So he was generous. So, so much fun. fun. So had, much fun. Yes. Best office. Like yes. we so much banter. So yes. much fun. Like so, you know, it it was like like every day was an absolute joy to go to work. Yes. You know. Yes, and we were going to change the world with that. We were going to change the world. <laughs> It was it was ridiculous, but where do you think we were being in denial about it being a toxic environment? Well, I mean, I other than the fact that you were having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think for me, my realization was I was out for coffee one day. You might have even been there. I can't remember with our boss. Yeah, um, and he said to me, "I." I can't wait to meet your husband, Georgia Coy. And he said, I can't wait to meet your husband. And, you know, we're going to go out for lattes together on a Sunday. And, you know, we're going to be running the business and you're going to be doing all this stuff. I'm just thinking like, what? Like, are you expecting me to take this secret like to the grave and like have yeah. 
like a whole life that's that you know like have a, yeah. a husband and, and just integrate him into this weird thing and that that was kind of my moment where I realized like I can't move forward with my yeah. like you know, I can't get serious with dating someone and be like oh hey and my my current boss I actually had an affair with him you know like yeah. I, I and just, just go out for a latte with him why don't you yeah 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 I just realized how I, I think how much of denial I was in yeah um of thinking that you know oh we'd gotten past it and everything was fine yes because that I mean yeah of course like we try to like build stories to keep us safe but then you have these moments that the bubble gets burst and you're like this just is not right yeah yeah and I think like in you telling me about what was happening and actually voicing it I'm sure that that way of like finally releasing that out there kind of sets a bit of a um time limit on how long you can stay in that denial bubble your intention was to stay working there and then Mm, all of a sudden the grace lifted and you were leaving yeah that's it I think there was just a few things that happened I think that conversation was one of them another one was the birth of my um my niece yeah and I remember just holding my niece Audrey in my arms and um, I just had this real moment of tr- that was a moment of truth. I'm like, this yeah. is real, and yeah. um, and it was really after Audrey was yeah. born. I came back from that trip, changed, yeah. um, and I talked to you about that, and I was just like, I feel like if I want to build something, a, a life that's real and authentic, that I can't do it in this space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're also writing your book. And I think that your whole journey has been living unapologetic and authentically. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, you kind of shifted out and went and worked somewhere else. And then I kept working for him and which shifted like the whole dynamic of the office, which it usually does when someone key leaves And I got put into the role that you were playing, which was in some ways a promotion. Mm. Um, And then it was, I remember being in the boardroom with him. And I think you were, you had like a, okay, I'm writing this book. Like there was an urgency on the book. Mm. Because I'm up close to this other person. And the thing the thing is we can villainize people, these men who are cheating on their wives. But when you're like, and I never had any um, sexual anything with this boss. It was very much like, he's just my pal. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah. he's like the nicest father-daughter kind of vibe. Yeah, like because yeah, I just we never we never had that happening between us. Um, and he, I remember sitting in the boardroom. I think he just found out that you were writing a book about it, and he found out that I knew about the affair, and mm-hmm. he was fighting back tears because of the shame. And 
I think in that moment, and if you remember from the previous episode, I also had a ton of fear around finances. So my sense of security and attachment to this place, but then also the conflict in my soul was my loyalty to you, but also feeling like loyal to my boss, who's also being very generous because he feels bad that I know this secret and I can't tell anybody the secret. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, I remember feeling that conflict and tension and I had fear around your book coming out and feeling because I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to like, I'm trying to think like I was over-responsible for his emotions, over-responsible for your emotions. And then kind of completely disconnected from your own emotions. (laughs) Yes. But then also like feeling in some ways, yeah, like so disconnected from my own experience. Mm. Like and but but deeply fearful of my own security. Like yeah. Yeah. so I I think so when we talk about like why I got to the point of let's meet at North Road <laughs> and end <laughs> this friendship. I had reached a point where I like was so lost in the drama of it that where the heck was Allah? Yes. Yeah. Like who, like I'm not, I didn't know where Allah ended and Georgia began or Allah or where Georgia ended and Allah began or when, this boss like ended and I began like I it was just like what was happening to you guys was my experience I could not separate them and I think that Hollywood sends you that lie like you need to pick up other people's offenses or you need to be like you need to kind of like climb into everybody's worlds yeah to be a loyal, faithful friend. And what that was creating in me is so much anxiety, really. Yeah. And it's and it's a counterfeit friendship. Yes. You know, counterfeit loyalty, counterfeit all of that stuff, you know, because it's it's um driven by fear, driven by anxiety, driven yes. by all of that stuff, you know, so it's not actually even true, beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. unconditional friendship and love like that. Yeah. 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 And and so even in the dynamic, it wasn't like it wasn't like on my end, well, Georgia, you had the affair, so you're the bad person and I'm the right person. (laughs) Like, because it was just really messy. Yeah. Because of how we're choosing to show up in it, if that makes sense. And I, I think I was really, I was grieved, you know, when you moved out. Yeah. Um, you know, and you may, had made it clear, like, that you were you were going to work for him. You were going to, yeah. you know, yeah. all of that stuff. I was, I was so grieved, you know, for that loss and, you know, feeling all that betrayal and kind of working through that. Yeah. And stuff. yeah. Um, but I think that um, 
there was part of me that was like, come on, Ella, this is awesome because you're actually using your voice. <laughs> you know, and so it's so, kind of being nasty about it. <laughs> yeah, but but it was sort of, I was yeah. like, this is so what Ella needs to do. And I remember when we went to, I referenced this in our last podcast, but when we went to the end of North Road, um, I made a conscious decision to really dress down, like to just wear just, you know, one step up from pyjamas could be pyjamas kind of clothes. Wasn't there like paint on your tracksuit pants? Yeah, paint sweater on my tracksuit pants, that's it. And um, and that was the whole thing of like, you know, I want, there was such um, a desire in my heart for you to see that we were eye to eye, you know, mm-hmm. that, that that power dynamic wasn't real and that I saw you as an equal. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I was in full self-protection mode, so I wouldn't have probably fully, yeah, been aware of anything really other than like protect, protect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and I think because there's so much, like, there's so much guilt in having to do that. Like, there's so much like shame in feeling like, oh, I've reached this point. And I feel, yeah, so much chaos internally. So you just don't even know what is the right thing to do. And I think that a lot of people going through, whether it's even romantic relationships, breakup or friendship breakups, like it is just messy. (laughs) Like we can talk about how to do things healthy and like all of that, but sometimes it's just really messy. Exactly. And I think that, we're going to let go of the pressure of me being a successful person or me being a healthy person looks like me making this relationship work. Yeah. You know, I think that there's that's something I really had to break out of was yeah. like, you know, me being healthy means me being able to get on with anyone, me being able to keep any friendship going. And, yeah. I mean, that's almost the definition of not healthy. Yes. You know what I mean? And you're not being authentic. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, in Hollywood, we talk about romantic breakups, but we don't talk about friendship breakups. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I think like even navigating some hard things in friendships, I'm like, I don't even know what's okay because like everybody has different code books and rules about what friendship is. And everyone thinks that their version is right. And the big thing that I've had to lean into is getting rid of my own self-righteousness around, well, I'm my view of friendship is right because, and you're wrong. It's like more just like, actually, we just have different needs and compatibilities. Absolutely. And different life stages. And this is this yeah. is the thing about friendships is some friendships are for life and some yeah. others are for seasons. Yes. And it's just being aware, like, and this is something that I ask myself often mm-hmm. is, okay, is this a seasonal friendship? Yeah. You know, do I need to fight for this? Is it healthy to fight for this? Or is it healthy to actually take a step back? Yeah. And because I think, like, when you try and make something work for a lifetime that's only meant to be for a season yeah. you know um you going to striving yes seeing each other 
you know, it's very yeah. difficult. Yeah, totally. And I think in our situation, I th- I'm very much a big believer that things need, when it's really like not working, like don't try and force it to work mm. and don't try and pretend that you're okay when you're not okay. Because I think that what I have learned, and it wasn't like I learned the lesson from this experience with you, I learned a layer of it. But my biggest thing in any relationship is learn to not be a people pleaser and self-abandon myself in it. So I think in in the case of like our friendship, I think it needed to die for something new to live, something healthier to live. And yeah, yeah like, um, and what was beautiful is like you went on your own journey and I sort of went on my own journey. I think you were, you know, doing a bit more self-development things than I was, but like, I think the space and time is also really good. Absolutely. And I think that there was never that pressure to be friends again. Like yeah. even when we did come back and sort of clean up stuff and all yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, there was no agenda. And I think that that's because it had truly died. You know, yeah. I, think, I think when you're going through this, like you have to really let it go. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't have fantasies that it's, they're going to turn around to you and be like, yeah. it was all my fault. It, yeah. Like, let yeah. go of the fantasy. Yeah, because life is not a fairy tale and it's not no. about, and I think that this is what we think okay, if I'm healthy and if I make all the right choices, I'll get a happily ever after. Yes. You know, if I do everything right with this person, with this friendship, with this relationship, whatever it is, I'll get my happily ever after. And yeah. that's not real. That's a real life. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, I, if I do the right thing, if I'm genuine and if I'm honest with myself and if I'm authentic, then I will live a true life. Yes. You know, that's it's not that I will get that happily ever after. Yeah, exactly. And I love like what you're talking about different seasons. And like, I think sometimes when we meet someone we really vibe with, which is what we have, and it's the test of time. (laughs) 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 Um, It's really fun, like in a really special thing that when you do find people in your life that you 100% are like, you're my person, like you're like, it's a very special gift to find that but you also have to release control and even like, cause we repaired our friendship and then we had different, cause we've, you've been in the UK and I've been in America and we've, you've visited America and like, we've had kind of more long distance kind of friendship. And I think we went a whole year of not even talking to each other, but it wasn't because either of us were mad at each other. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like after we initially reconnected, it's just because we're in different countries and whatever and different life stages. And I think it was really your decision to move to the States Mm. um, as I was moving to England. Yes. That then connected up because then you were going on that similar journey to me that I'd been on of, you know, moving countries without money and yeah. <laughs> all of that stuff. And so, you know, then that sort of like brought us back together again. It was a, you know, beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yes, totally. Looking back at our younger selves, George, like what are the takeaways that you took away from our friendship? 
yeah, well, I mean, for me, the the big takeaway that's affected the rest of my life since is that trusting someone is worth it. Mm. It is so worth it. And I know that Chris Ballatin, um says that the depth you allow someone to, to love you is the depth you're allowing them to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And I think that I was only open to love that didn't hurt. I was only up to open to relationship, friendship that didn't hurt. And I think that what it taught me was to walk with both love and hurt. Yeah. You know, that that I need to be brave enough, um, brave enough to face whatever happens, and that it's better to be connected and with people than to be isolated and alone. Yeah. And um, you know, because I remember before we moved in together, I was living in a flat on my own. I remember writing in my diary where there are people, there are problems. I remember being like, yes. Like, you know, I'm in my own flat now. I don't have any fights with anyone, no tension. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that was my big takeaway um, is, well, where there are people, there are problems, but also where there are people, there's love and connection and it is worth being connected. Yeah, that's good. And I think on my side of things, I have learned that um, you can always repair and you can always find a redemption, um, but also really learning how to honor your own boundaries and voice. Like that was a huge kind of takeaway. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening today. And thanks for joining me, George. Oh, thanks for having me, Al. Yes. I love it. So if anyone's listening and does want coaching from Georgia, I'm going to put her website and details in the comments. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening today. Please download, share with your friends and write a review. If you would like to book in a life coaching session with me, go to my website at www.ella-hooper.com or follow me on Instagram at Next Brave Thing Podcast.